This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Nick Linda is on the hotline right now, king of the high wire. We've had Nick on before, and it's just, you know, a family of generation and generation and generation of these high wire acts. And it's Walenda is the name. Yeah, he's the seventh generation. And and so it really is an incredible part of the entertainment industry and the, I don't know if you call it a stunt or, uh, you know, what category it comes under. But, man, we in this world, if we have so much entertainment and so much digital information coming at us, you forget about these visceral, really, truly interesting things. Like, you go, hold on, you're walking over a volcano. Like, for real daredevil stuff. Yeah, you're over the Grand Canyon on a, on a tightrope with a stick in your hand. <laughs> it's, it's an amazing thing. Born January 24th in Sarasota, Florida, he is a seventh-generation member of the legendary family, the Flying Willendas. After starting his professional career at age 13, he now holds 11 Guinness World Records, has crossed the Grand Canyon, hung from a helicopter in Branson, walked 25 stories over Times Square. He was the first person to cross Niagara Falls and cross the active Messiah volcano in Nicaragua. You can see him later this year at the Big Apple Circus in New York City. And this past weekend, he was inducted into the Circus Ring of Fame. Please welcome, Nick Walenda. Mr. Nick Walenda, last time we spoke, we were talking about Facing Fear, your book. Yes, that's correct. How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm great, thank you. You, uh, you just, by the way, congratulations on the uh, Circus Ring Hall of Fame. Thank you so much. You, uh, what a, and, and I, we were talking about it before you came on, just the fact that uh, these amazing, the seventh generation of being tightrope walkers and this incredible feat to walk across the Grand Canyon, a volcano, uh, through Times Square over on, on skyscrapers, Truly amazing physical feats. And then you talk about the, the pyramids and, and, and the danger and everything that goes along with it. But I, I sometimes we're, we're, we're in danger of losing it as a society because we're so inundated with so much other ridiculous stuff online. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, technology has certainly changed the shape of our world and the mentality of the next generation. Yeah. You know, it's my job coming from 200-plus years of my family history to carry on this legacy. And in order to do so... You know, we have to change things and, and change with the times. And, look, I think the circus, which is my family history, um, is one of the purest art forms that, you know, we always say it's, it's fun for anyone 1 to 101. And 
can grasp it. Anybody, it's colorful for the younger ones that are a year yeah, old, yeah. and it's exciting for the teenagers because it's thrilling, and then the danger of risking our lives in front of them day after day, day in, day out at every performance. But, you know, I, I think what we're trying to do as a whole, as I've take, recently taken the helm of Big Apple Circus, which opened back in 1977 and has played in Manhattan since then, other than one year because of COVID. Uh, but now that I'm at the helm of that, is is really trying to re- reinvent, if you will. In fact, the subtitle of this season's show was Rejuvenate, Reinvent, Reimagine. And that's what we have to do, I think, in every industry. It's not sure. just the circus. It's no doubt. It's kind of universal. But I think the circus has sort of, struggled at that and, and possibly look i would say possibly because of the, the families that have come up in it have not changed with the times because it's so hard to change when it, it is who you are you know circus isn't i don't go to the circus because i have to go to the cir- circus is just who i am after 240 years in my in my it's in my blood yeah of course. Um, so so it's about you know involving technology you know we're working on on technology where we'll involve um We'll involve our, you know, cell phones because that's what kids are into. So how can they, how can, how can we grasp their attention while we're risking our lives? Is it, you know, is it uh, a digital image of me? Can they put me on different skyscrapers around the world as they're watching me live in person by looking through the lens of their, of their sure, the metaverse? Absolutely. Well, and, and so we're, we're, you're right. We're, we're trying to change those things right now, and and, and it's challenging for sure. And, and again. It's sad. It's heartbreaking because the circus has certainly declined over the last uh, several decades, to be honest. Well, I, I think the first thing you, you know, it, it's, it's, it's worth stating. It's obvious. But as a kid, you go to the circus and then, you don't maybe you don't go again until you have a kid. And then that's a pretty good, you know, you're talking about a 20 year span. And so I think that's why it doesn't progress, because it is for children. And then when the adult comes back, he wants to see the memory he had. And, and you cannot survive like that. You're exactly right, because yeah. there's so much great new digital technology and projection mapping and the metaverse and Cirque du Soleil yep. style stuff and, and, and these different, yeah. you know, we've seen all these wonderful circus acts, you know, even the motorcycles and, uh, and dirt bikes, you know, the freestyle stuff. Yeah. It's, yeah. You can, yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the things you mentioned, Cirque du Soleil, and, and everybody loves Cirque du Soleil. Well, I, I shouldn't say everybody. Most people love Cirque du Soleil. No matter what age there are, they continue to go. For some reason, there is almost a curse with the word circus. And, and what I would tell you is, and Cirque is nothing but circus in French. That's the only thing they did is they changed it to another language, but it's still circus. And what they do in that big top uh, as they tour or arenas or Las Vegas, they're doing circus. Yeah, uh, sure they are. What, what the problem with the word circus, and we've really studied this, and it's really a challenge for us. And again, it's hard for me to even consider, do I have to lose the word circus to get people under the big top? And, and the reason being is media has painted such a negative connotation of circus. If there is chaos in D.C., it's circus. If there is drama, it's circus. If it's unorganized, it's circus. The truth is circus was the purest and most whole uh, art form in the world and in, in, in its day and the most organized. You would go to sleep one night, and there would be a big top setup, essentially a mobile arena that sat 10,000 people back in the day when Ringling toured of right. top that set 10,000 people overnight. So talk about organization. That doesn't happen because of chaos. So the reality is media has painted this negative connotation. Cartoons. I remember watching SpongeBob SquarePants with my kids. And, and when they, where it was a circus, it was some cheesy circus clown honking his nose, riding a unicycle. That's not what, or, or squirting flower. Mm-hmm. That's not what circus is. But if that's ingrained in you from a young child, I wouldn't want to go see circus if I didn't know what it was either because of what the media media says it is. Right. 
Yeah. Dude, I can hear what I do love. I love the passion in your voice. I love the seven generations. I love the, the idea that, you know, you, you get out there, and, and I'm telling you guys, go read the book Facing Fear. It doesn't matter if you know a thing about tightropes. It doesn't know, matter if you know a thing about circus. What you will learn is what it's like to, to see a terrible tragedy in your family, see people you love harmed, hurt, and for the first time in your career, taste real fear and have to overcome it. And that is almost insurmountable for, for everyone. Uh, you know, to, to have no fear and suddenly have it consume you, most people do not come back from that, Nick. But you had to because it's the only way to continue on. Yeah, you're right. And, and that was the strange thing is, as I mentioned earlier, my great-grandfather, Carl Willenda, said it best. He said, life is on the wire. Everything else is just waiting. And for our family, that isn't the literal. It applies to everybody. But for our family, that's the literal sense. That is our life. We feel most alive when we're performing, when we're on a wire. So I never felt fear because it was just what I did. I mean, from the age of uh, my mom, six months pregnant with me, still walking the wire, 18 months old, walking the wire. That's all I knew. I mean, walking the wire was like walking on the sidewalk. So to have a tragic accident where I nearly lost my sister, my aunt, and three other people because of a pyramid collapse yeah. uh, changed my mentality. And I had to re- essentially retrain my brain uh, because I didn't realize I'd never experienced, I'd experienced fear outside of the wire. You know, of course, fear of raising children or, or even, you know, whatever, commitments, doesn't matter. Many things, financial fears. But I never faced fear in that literal sense of trembling on the wire until right. that accident. No, no. And, and anybody who's ever faced an anxiety attack, uh, uh, just maybe seen yeah. a, a, the glimpse of it. But it's just that that it's a visceral in your physicality, like it is crippling. And it, it, it will right. literally shut a human being down. I've seen it before. And yep. it shut me down. And, and and there's and anybody can tell. Well, just go through it, or just do this, or just do that. And it is a very personal hell that you've got to walk through in order to overcome it. It is, it is, and it's it's a process, just like anything else. You know, it's funny. It aligns with overcoming an addiction. First thing is acknowledging that you're dealing with fear. Because at first, I struggled with that. Nah, it's not fear. I'm going to ignore it. I'm going to act like it's not happening. But the reality is that was the worst thing I could do. You know, I got back on the wire the next day. We know the analogy: get back on the horse again. Well, that's what. That's what we're told to do. But, you know, in all honesty, that was a mistake for me. I needed to deal with it. And dealing with it was in the mental side, not on the physical side of getting on the wire. I think that this side, but if you wait, just, just join the show. Nick Willenda, king of the high wire. The, the, the name means uh, tightrope walking. And you're talking about volcanoes and, and, and all the world records, uh, 11 Guinness world records. The volcano, and because I'm a, I'm a weirdo fan of, of traveling to places, I've always wanted to photograph a volcano. I have a friend in Hawaii doing it right now. And people don't know, like, when you walk over a live caldera, you're, you're walking, and there's a photograph. If you go to NickWallenda.com, N-I-K-W-A-L-L-E-N-D-A.com, you'll see an aerial shot of you over the top. You know, that's molten rock. And what a lot of people don't understand is that, that it's an atmosphere you cannot survive without a respirator. Yeah. And it's hot. Yeah, that's right. I mean, sulfuric gases were so strong at points where... Um, while I was training where I could not open my eyes. They were burnt so bad I couldn't open my eyes for hours on end. Um, I had uh, breathing issues, etc. as I tried to acclimate. You really can't acclimate, per se, but even with that gas mask, even with those goggles, I still had struggled. So um, a lot of training went into that. Um, and that's what I love about my career is, yes, I can walk a wire, and yes, I've been blessed to be able to walk a wire over Niagara Falls and the Grand Canyon and an active volcano, but it's about bringing it to new locations and new heights and really showcasing the beauty of Mother Nature as I do these things. And, of course, risking my life would bring a little bit of excitement to it as well. 
Right, right. And and, and then you, you talk about bringing circus back. And, and it, to me, I can see, and I'm sure that you see, there's so much great potential there. And you're right, Just but you have to let people know it's not about uh, uh, an elephant show anymore. Uh, yes, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Look, those days are gone. There used to be elephants. There used to be animals in the circus. Those days are gone because the truth is society has changed. And in order to adapt with the changes, animals aren't there anymore. That's Back right. in the day when you went to see a circus, you couldn't see the circus unless you rode on your wagon that was being pulled by a horse. Right. Society has changed. So therefore, circus has changed. And, and the animals are, are certainly uh, a thing of the past and going away. It is in a sense, heartbreaking to me just because that's who I am and, and the way I was growing up. But I also am a realist and understand and realize why that has to change. And, and that's why our shows, other than house pets, we don't have any animals in our shows. No, and people, and, and that's the, and that's not even, I, I want to get into that debate because I do believe animals can be in a very cool entertainment situation and not be harmed. I think there's an ethical, heartfelt yeah. way that you can have an animal. I think there's many animals that love being around humans and they love interaction. They love positivity. They love, you know, positive social interaction and, uh, and it can be done. But unfortunately, these days, you're right, they're, they're past. That being said, yeah. Man, you have so much cool new stuff. Like we talked about that metaverse, the the uh, uh, projection mapping, the, the 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 new lighting technologies, the the way it can visually look inside of a, of an arena. Uh, I, I think you just have to get people to try it. I think you know there's a lot of interesting things out there, and uh, I think the yeah. Walendas. I think that name. Look, you you guys have been doing it seven generations. There's no doubt you can make this work at Lincoln Center. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that, and that is our goal, and it's to bring people into a different world. Everything I do is to motivate and inspire others. So certainly this season uh, at Lincoln Center, we had a show that was very inspirational, and we had incredible feedback on that. But again, the challenge is getting them under the big top. Once they're under the big top, they're hooked for life. But we've just got to get them through those doors because of the negative connotation that, that they've been told and brought up under. Listen, so who do you uh, – because I'm, I'm curious. Like, Do you have a company now that you're working with that's bringing you into a different world, a production and, and, and the digital age? Yeah, you know, I have, uh, well, we're working with many, we partner with many companies. I've got a company called Nick Willenda Productions that does a lot of TV uh, as well. We do other, produce other shows outside of what Nick Willenda does, but also an entertainment company that does arenas and big tops and circuses. And this, this Big Apple Circus is sort of a trademark in New York City uh, and a landmark. And uh, it's highly cherished in the city. And when the opportunity came up for me to take that over, it was kind of a no-brainer to do that, kind of added under the umbrella of Nick Valenda Productions. Uh, but we do. We partner up with, with you know, incredible uh, virtual reality company we're working with right now. And, um, and again, it's, it's all about life is about partnerships. It's about the people you surround yourself with is what I've learned. My success on that wire over the volcano is not about just my training. It's about my engineer. It's about my lead safety. My father is my safety. Uh, you know, the team that surrounds me. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. And that's the same in, in any industry, again, applicable to everybody, including the circus. It's just another form of a business uh, that we're running. Somehow in my brain, I remember somebody doing, they were doing almost like a school, like a summertime thing. And obviously, you can't do this during a show, but uh, uh, where you could literally go to what you would call tightrope school. You could, you could, it was safe, and they would teach you, yeah. and you would, you would have the experience of what it was like to walk the rope. Yes. Yep. So um, I have a school. It's a, it's a very, very elite, but people can come and actually stay. I've got 15 acres with wires that are everywhere from five, uh, two foot high up to 30 foot high and 800 feet long, etc. And uh, I've, I've got a living facility and everything on site where they come and stay and kind of get trained to, uh, 
to be a tightrope walker and, and brought up in that, that sense. But there are also circus schools around the country, yeah. uh, all over the country, it's where so- people, uh, children can come. And, and what we've learned is those that come and train under these schools and under us learn that nothing is impossible at a young age. Oh, wow. I'm walking, I, you know, the, sure. my first step on this wire the size of a nickel, I can't, can't take one step. But then all of a sudden, well, after a month and a half of training, now I can take five steps. And after three months, I can actually walk all the way across, and then I can go up higher. And so what it does is it embeds in, these, in these younger gener- this younger generation that anything is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, they generally become very successful in whatever line of work. Sometimes it is circus, but often it is an engineer or a psychologist or it doesn't, you know, a doctor. Right. But the reality is they use those skills that they learned at a young age, that mindset of, you know what, I can do anything. I just got to work at it. And I yeah. think our next generation needs that more than anything to know that stuff doesn't come easy. But if you work at it, you can accomplish anything in the world. And that's right. And, and, and success is truly, and this isn't even a, a corny cliche. This is the most real thing I can impart on anyone. Success is only the result of a bunch of failures. And then finally, right. you get it. That's right. I say that in the books. Uh, failure or failing is just a step. Yeah. Another step towards success. And, and unfortunately, so many people give up. And as you know, uh, I sign every autograph, and, and I'm all about never give up. And that's who I am, my website, my shirts, everything says never give up. Um, because, again, so many people fail once. So many people are on the cusp of success, and that's when they give up. The next step would be success. But they go, oh, I failed again. i got to turn around and quit and just, just do what I do. And my hopes are that people see what I do. And then they go, holy cow, this guy has a passion for entertainment, a passion for walking wires. And he's made an incredible career about it, out of it. If, I, if he can do that doing that, then I can follow my dream, no matter what it is. We live in the greatest country in the world. Right. No matter what it is, I can follow my dream, and I can be very successful at it. Yeah. Why not me? Yep. That's right. All right. Listen, Nick, I love having you on the show. It's always good to hear your voice. The great Nick Walenda. Uh, If you're in New York City, keep watching with us, the Big Apple Circus. I'm there a couple times a year, so for sure I'll be catching that show. Awesome. And we will be touring as well. Uh, We haven't announced our tour dates yet, but we will be touring outside of Manhattan next season as well. All right. Hold on, Nick. Stay there. I didn't get to any of those. We had a bunch of questions. Nick had some great questions I didn't get to. Sorry, Nick. I just... No, no, no. He's such an interesting, focused guy. Yeah, he really is. And I think it's just such a fascinating idea to try to update this this older entertainment venue with new modern technology. It can absolutely be done. We've seen the Nitro Circus. Mm-hmm. We all went, and it was an incredible thing. It just means you're going to update and change with the times. And that means you keep some of the great classic stuff. I mean, listen... The, the walking the wire is always going to be an amazing thing to yeah. see somebody do, period. Uh, real acts of genuine athleticism and physicality that are just so incredibly hard to do that they should be an Olympic sport, you know? <laughs> but it would be too hard, and you would have no contestants. Yeah. You know? It's, because they'd win gold every time. Yeah. These guys, I mean, they're as good as it possibly can get. Uh, I love that that silly stuff. I do. Uh, so, do you know there's a wing walking, and uh, there's a wing riding school and walking school up in Seattle? I've That's, heard about it, yeah. So, I, I think we're going in the spring. Nice. Yeah, have you seen this, Nick? <laughs> no. Can I show you this? No. So, as soon as it warms up, uh-huh. you uh, you go up in a biplane, yep. and obviously you're in the front, right? And you uh, you practice, you go to class, you do the whole thing, and then you climb out, uh-huh. and you climb up, and you walk, and you and you the first one is is to get in the middle. Right, and ride the, ride the middle, and it's got a little stand for your back, but yep. you've got to climb out on your own out of the goddamn plane, climb up, 
and stand on, and then they do barrel rolls and they do all the acrobatics with you up, and then you come down halfway and you go ride the the uh, wire. And there you can you can uh, stand in the wing or you can go lay uh, vertical right or okay. horizontal on yeah. the uh, uh, between the the struts. You yeah, know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. yeah, and there's all kinds of crazy aspects. There's pictures of you uh, the whole plane upside down, and there's another plane in front of you taking pictures the whole time. God. Would you do that <laughs> what, uh, as a pilot? Probably not, dude. Honestly, probably I, not. I, I'm gonna go. I, well, I say I'm gonna do it, and, and I, I'm definitely gonna sign up for it, and I'm definitely gonna pay for it. Now, will I climb out of it? Right. <laughs> the yeah. time comes, like, or where you get like super wiggle spaghetti legs, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I can't do it. Is this gonna st- be one where they say, no, you get pushed if you don't? Like, that's no, the key. I'd no, be like, no, you're you're really on your own. There's no there, when you're doing it. There's a pilot behind you, and he, you know, you know, how, uh, well, maybe you don't. Know, but, but so biplanes have two compartments in them, and they're open and they're and they're separate, and you're in front, and he flies from behind. So with these, you, when you when it's time for you to go. Like, he can't help you. He has to fly the plane. He can't get to you. Like, you are you are tethered, but that means you'd be landing, hanging off the trip plane. Yeah. So the whole time you're flying, I'm bouncing off the plane. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a bad thing if you if you come off the plane. So <laughs> you uh, you have to climb out, and then you have to you know they show you many 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 times you practice and practice and practice on the ground mm-hmm. how you get up and then you stand on the top wing and you belt is just a belt that goes in and there's two little toe things that are maybe. It looks like they're three inches deep, and you just put your, the tips of your feet in, so that helps you a little bit there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then you belt in to this, like, you know, have you saw the Kiss show, right? Like when Gene Simmons rides up, he's yeah. got the little stand with it. Right, nope. right, right, yeah. This is different. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then he's like, okay, and then there you go. And it's like full-on upside-down hammerhead loops, inside loop, outside loop, and you're standing on the top wing of a biplane out in front of everything. Just letting it rip. Or I'm a pencil on a string just flying under. Yeah, just beat yourself to death on the side of the plane. Yeah. I think I like the confines of the cockpit myself. Yeah. I'm good. But, but. If you can do it, that, you could. That's some glory, dude. That is glory. That is some goddamn glory. Yeah, like, like, when you see the pictures of it, I was like, oh, I'm going. I'm yeah. going to. I meant to go last year and just all the covid stuff and it just it just never, nothing went. But I'm like, it, you have to do it. Obviously, when it's in like June, July. Yeah, I would because do it now. it's oh no, it freezes your ass off. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, it's uh, the the pictures are. Hold on, let me just pull these up real quick. I know you guys listening can't see underrated, but I still got to do it. Wing, you guys can you can Google along. Wing walking, uh, Seattle. It's just outside of Seattle. Uh, d- 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 Mason is the company that does it. Mason Wing Walking. Uh, yeah. Here you go, Nick. We say. Oh, yeah. You ever seen somebody just pee yeah, mid-flight? Yeah, I'm sure he has. <laughs> right, yeah. Look at there he's oh, on this side. Of the side. Look at him upside down on the on the on the uh, no. the yeah, cables. Yeah, they're just hanging onto the cables. Yeah, yeah. I would hate to take the space that someone else so thoroughly just dreams about. Please yeah. go ahead. <laughs> it's a uh, full course, a thousand bucks. That's your upper and lower wing, or seven fifty for just the upper wing. Uh, you definitely want to pay for both. You may get tired and be like, I can't do it no more. Right. But uh, I, but that's just such an amazing idea, man. I mean, for God's sake, people. Uh, I'm, I'm good in the cockpit. Yeah. <laughs> when I was building time to, to get up to fly the jet, I, I went down to Butler. There's a uh, skydiving facility down there. And I was yep. flying a King Air yep. to build time in a, in a turbine aircraft. And so we fly them up and drop them off at about 15,000 feet and then race them down to the ground. And I was like, I'm, I think I'm good in the cockpit still. Yeah? 
It's where yeah. you're most comfortable. So you don't want to you don't want to try it. You don't want to climb out there. So then, the, the, so this is you just walk out and you're laying on the cable. There's cables that crisscross that make you're an right. X on a biplane. And so, you, by the way, as you can tell, they're both they started the right way. Now that she's upside down. Does that make sense to you? What you're no, that, what I see is, sweet Jesus, I'm holding on for the life. That's yeah, all I see. Yeah. And so her, she hugs it. But look, oh, that dude's wearing a Spider-Man costume oh. out there. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, clearly he's wired different. Yeah, yeah. Good on him. Well, that's on the ground. He's probably just that's a practice. There, yeah. yeah, so it's, it's. I'm telling you, man, it, I would give it, I'm giving this a go. Come on, Nick. I can't wait to see your pictures. Oh, boy. No. It's <laughs> a good run, buddy. Good to see you. Good to see you, <laughs> you know what? That, that's that's the kind of stupid story too. They're like, you know what that dumbass did? He paid to die. <laughs> that dude gave him a thousand bucks. They threw him off a goddamn plane, and now he's dead. Yeah. Woo, Johnny. Doing what you love. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he didn't love the ride down. <laughs> yeah, right? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We know Madam Suzette from the Bunny Ranch. It's got to be coming up on 20 years now. I mean, Dennis was part of the original FCC kick you in the balls fine for a quarter million bucks. Hence the drill dough. And and also Sunset Thomas when he was dating her and he masturbated Sunset Thomas to orgasm in the Mission Bank building over there. So mm-hmm. let's see that that hit came no that means twenty five years because it's twenty two now and it was two thousand that came through and I think ninety eight is right about the time that uh, the alleged infractions were from the FCC and. She has been just incredible to us all these years. Dennis, when he passed, it was it was genuinely sad. I remember I stayed for an extra day, and I was so glad I did. And all we did was talk. Like he was sitting, he had his he has a place up there. He's got a bunch of houses, but he's got his own place at the ranch. And he's get up there and he'd drink coffee in the morning. And so I'd get up and go sit with him. We just talk and just you know because mm-hmm. we're busy doing other stuff. And I like D. D was always a kind man. I know he was a real polarizing figure to many people, but 
he was incredible to us. And I saw a lot of kindness in the guy. And, and you know, I, I only know what I know. And, and then he passed away, and uh, it, was, it was very sad. I was happy to know that Madam Suzette was uh, staying on and handling all the business because you never know what's going to happen, who's going to come out of the woodwork, what's going to happen with it. With a business like prostitution, like brothels, legal brothels, you know, and it was an empire, and, and it is an empire, and it makes a lot of money, and it's a big, big deal. So I was really happy to see that uh, it, Madam Suzette, Suzette stayed in control of the whole thing. Born in Oakland, California, our next guest was a longtime friend of the late great Dennis Hart, as well as being named the head of his estate and working as the longtime general manager of the world-famous Moonlight Bunny Ranch. And today, she's here to talk about the recent news that the Love Ranch South is up for sale, with an asking price of $1.2 million. Please welcome, longtime friend of the show, Madam Suzette. I'm doing great. I'm doing really good. Thanks for asking. Thanks well, for having me on your show. Sure. Listen, I, well, I, you know, I follow you on Instagram. We, we text back and forth once in a while. And, and uh, you look great. You look like you're having a good time. You were just, uh, where were you? Were you in Tahoe recently? No, where were you? Uh, down south. <laughs> yeah, down. I was like, she's having the life. You actually, what I'm amazed by is before, I felt like you never, ever left the ranch. So at least every once in a while, I see you get out and do a little something. You know, he he took he had a tight leash on me, short leash. You yeah. know, I mean, after thirty years of being with him, he gave me two five day vacations a year, <laughs> two five days a year. I mean, he just didn't want me to go anywhere. So now, you know, I got I, I got everything under control. So now I can take off a little bit and go have some fun and come back when I want and back and forth and still, of course, seeing, overseeing everything as a whole. Yeah, as always, forever. Well, listen, and you know, you you know exactly how that works, and I, and nobody nobody could do it better than you. This is this is a tricky world we live in because you know when Dennis passed, uh, you know I had a lot of questions for you, I, but I mean, so that time frame was just inappropriate. But I was so glad that Dennis included you in the in the bigger plan if anything were to happen to him, and and that you're the one there because you understand everything how the law works, how it works with girls. You have empathy. You understand what it's like to be a girl. And and work there. You also wise to all the shenanigans. So there's nothing that's going to slide by you. No, no, not at all. And he he bought it in nineteen. It was a uh, December ninety two, and I came February ninety three. So I've been there right from day one. You know, we went through you know seven brothels. You know, at one time we had seven brothels. So you know, help him build it up. You know. Yeah, of course. I mean, and Dennis would do really pretty amazing stuff. Like one time, he he uh, did he surprised you with a car. Oh, all the time. Yeah, that's how he, that's, that's how that's how he you know. Oh, what kind of car you want? Okay, so you have a Jaguar <laughs> delivered to me. But the last year when he was alive, he had my uh, he had a black Porsche Cabriolet sent to me. That's so crazy. that was just my prized possession. It's in the garage. It has just a couple hundred miles on it, and. You know, it's a triple black. It's just my prized possession, my car, and he just, you know, he gifted that to me. He knew yeah. I wanted one. So now you're selling uh, one of the ranch. The Love Ranch is going to get sold. Now, it's up for sale, $1.2 million, uh, but it's 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 the one to the south, correct? Yes, it's the one that Dennis passed in, and, and also uh, Laura... Uh, uh, Odom also, you know, did his overdose in it just a couple of years before that, you know. So yeah. it's, it's very, it's very historical. 
But you guys just kind of don't. But it doesn't come with a license, does it? No, you have to get the license on your own. Right. Um, you know, after he passed, um, he wasn't even he wasn't even cold yet, and and they took the brothel license off the wall, and I wasn't on that license, and we decided they asked us if, if we wanted to continue, and we said no. It was just too far for us, and it was just it was time to close that chapter. No, so, too much. You know, with the COVID thing, we we're just kind of laying low, and the COVID thing, you know. Uh, kind of coming around now and getting better. So we decided it's time to, um, you know, put it up for sale. If it's somebody who's not, and I know it seems crazy in this day and age to, for them to not know we have legalized prostitution in America. We do in Nevada. Um, this is a, a, a well-regulated business that is, in fact, it's over-regulated in the sense of like, look, there's no trafficking. Uh, the girls are tested, STDs. Every was it, Is it every week or two weeks that the girls are getting blood tested? Every week they're yeah. tested, and then they also have to go to a federal background check with the county. And every county has different rules, but they're all really tight counties. You know, they have different rules you have to go through. So, um, yeah. you know, so it, the, the, the license is up for grabs when they, when they buy ours. You know, we've already talked to the county, and so... It's ready for somebody to come in and take over, but you do have to go through an extensive background check to get a brothel license. Sure. Listen, I... You can't I, have any criminal background at all. I'm a, I'm a weakling. Everything about you, even a speeding ticket. See, I'd be fine that way, Suzette, but I'm a weakling. I could never own a brothel because I'm like, 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 Dennis, sometimes I could see him get a little distracted by the batting of the eye, some beautiful girl... But uh, I'm a, I'm a triple weakling when it comes to broad, so I it wouldn't it just would not work out for me. You it, it, like you know like you when you meet a girl like you know if you come sure in the net, in the first ten minutes you can tell if she's going to have the right character like the right mentality to be in that business because it's not for everybody. Just like being a rock star or being an MLB player or, or, or any other high pressure situation where it's all about your you you know your performance that's going to dictate how much money you make. Well, you know, you, you never know because the girls you don't think are going to work out are the ones that work out, and the ones that don't work out you, that you know, don't think they're going to work out work work out. You know, either way. But is that right? You know, you just never know until you get them in there, and and then uh, you know they have to be their own businesswoman. You know, so we give them the tools to work with, and and then uh, they take the ball and run with it. And so, and no girls do anything they don't want to do. No, nobody does anything they don't want to do or with anybody they don't want to do it with. That's right. They just price you out. And they're, they're not rude. I mean, I've seen it happen where they're like, oh, well, maybe this, you know, and then it's it's almost right. like a silent language. I've seen it happen at the bunny bar yeah. where a girl, yeah. a guy will approach a girl. It's maybe not a good fit, but then there's almost like an understanding. Another girl goes, zoot, and that one is a much better fit. Right, right. And it's, uh, it is, and, and people... It, it, Go ahead. It has to it has to do with personality too. Sometimes the girl and the guy, you know, don't you know um, mesh with a personality. You know, right. it's, a, it's a lot of, I mean, of course, sex, but companionship, too, chemistry, you know. connection. Yeah, chemistry. Yeah, it's uh, so. Tell me what's been going on with you, by the way, because Dennis was never going to allow you to have any kind of a romantic life. Still don't. <laughs> <laughs> just, just nothing. I thought maybe. I thought, man, she might. Might find someone now. No, I'm not into that at all. I'm yeah. not, you know, I'm into Sophie. Yep. Dennis gave me Sophie, so she's going to be 14 this year. So That's so good. It's, it's me and Sophie now. You and, know what? Stay with, stay with them. Listen, nobody will ever love us the way our dogs do. Yeah, you know how we feel about our doggies for yes. sure. Yes, ma'am. 
You uh, well, listen. I, I, at some point, what are you guys doing uh, with radio shows anymore? Because I I thought about this. I go, man. At some point, I'd like to come back out and bring a listener and do the show again and do another yeah, Bunny Ranch broadcast. Too. What are you guys? Are you guys doing yeah. that at all? You know, we're laying low with this COVID thing. Sure. You know, I mean, they they you know the state shut us down for a year and a half, so we've been open since last May, and we're doing we're doing really well. But we're just we're just on the down low right now. But you know, um, this summer's coming up. Once you come out, and you know, we're going to have a big party July Fourth, and and like a grand open re grand opening party. You know, just trying to lay low right now. But you know, we don't have anybody coming out, and um, you know, people contact me constantly and uh, just not interested but of course you know you definitely are welcome just let me know when you want to come out june july august would be good good uh good good months we would love to uh suzette if you're showing the show the wonderful beautiful madam suzette from bunny ranch and oh, now she, and you run because you have six more now you still have or five more well you know the the love ranch south uh has another brothel close to it and that's up for sale with it okay and, and and then we had sold the Alien Center um, about a, it was probably about a year before Dennis passed. Right. So we have the four up north in Lyon County. So we're only dealing in Lyon County right now. And so you know we, we've done shows down there. Hell, I was talking about before you came on. The D was part of our giant FCC fine pre two thousand when that dropped on us. And so yeah. I was like, how could we have all known each other that long? Yeah, it's been like 24 years. Yes, and uh, it's been an incredible thing to watch the HBO show, to watch, uh, see something like that up close. Nikki, you'd never seen anything like that, like a brothel. And I tell you, Nick, I I would say you had a genuinely good time when you were there. Yeah, everybody kind of was in their own corner, kind of intermingling with everybody. Yeah. But they couldn't have been friendly. Suzette, you were fantastic. You know, even to walk in a room while you're actually working, she's got a smile on her face. She's, you know... You it's make it a very yeah. You're obviously doing business, but you make it a very welcoming environment. Oh, thank you. But that's what makes it a success. Want everybody feel that way, you know, feel welcome to come in. But yeah, it's 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 fascinating business. Still, you know, it's my passion for sure. But definitely think about what day you want to come out or what month this year, and, and just make it happen. Oh, we will absolutely do that. Listen, I, I just love you, and I uh, I, I want everybody to know. Look, you. you have a chance to buy a brothel, one point two million. Which, by the way is a steal for 15 master suites that already built out if you decided that's what you wanted to do and you, and you could get the license. Uh, and and what, are the, what are the odds of somebody being able to, to pick that up and get a license? Is it, is it impossible, 50% chance, 40%? Like, is there a, what is it? Oh, gosh, 100% chance. I really? mean, you know, I mean, pretty much, you know, I mean, as long as that person has the money and then also um, uh, can, you know, pass the federal background check, it's, no problem. The county wants the money, so. Sure. And, and D, when he got into it, he never owned a brothel. He was a guy who was, he was married, if I remember, and, and he was a real estate guy. And he had some money, he saw it, it was busted, and he thought this could be a lot better. Yes, uh-huh. But he wasn't married at the time. He was married when he was young. Yeah, that's right. So, so he, uh, and, and Dennis, an incorrigible womanizer. Incorrigible. Like, I just be like, the ladies love Dennis. Oh my God! God, what you had to have the front row seat too. You saw it all, and I'm sure you were like, "Great, D, this one's a pain in my ass." 
many times. <laughs> I, I can imagine you just driving down the street all by yourself and a, a thought pops in your head and you go like, oh, God, love him. Because <laughs> well, we I was there on the sideline sidelines and she was there on the front line. So yeah. all the sunset years and the different years and all the shenanigans. And, and let me tell you something. We all just have regular what anybody else would consider a normal relationship, regular. And we know how crazy that can be. The passion, the loudness, the, the anger, the hurt. And now you add in the craziness of there was TV shows and you're in a brothel and there's open relationships. Dude, you've seen some things, young lady. No wonder you'd rather just have a puppy than, than get busy with anybody else. <laughs> yeah, I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. All right, listen. I love you. Uh, I'm glad you're doing well. I, I always check in on you, even if you don't know, like I, on, your, on your Facebook or Instagram, just to see that you're doing okay and that it seems happy. Because uh, you've always been so kind to us, and I, I just love hearing your voice, Suzette. Thank you so much for having me on. And think about what you want to come out. We have we can have a contest winner and that sort of thing and bring them out. And, you know, we are. We're definitely going to do it. July 4th is a good, good time, too. So. Excellent. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.